You don't put those inside of you, do you? This is a show about women. I mean, you do? Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly veiled aspirational nightmare. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. <laughs> Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm John O'Brien, host of Money and Wealth on the Black Effect Podcast Network. I'm an entrepreneur and a businessman. Now, every Thursday, my newest venture is educating you on how to win financially. Even better, I'm going to teach it in a way that, well, you can understand. I'm going to meet you where you are and take you where you need to be. We all might have different starting points and end goals, but as long as we have the desire to acquire financial freedom, it can be done. Listen to Money and Wealth with John Hope Bryant every Thursday on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, what's up? This your boy, Jerry Clark, and I am the host of Storytime with Legendary Jerry Podcast. For the last 30 years, I have worked with some of your favorite artists, like Outkast, Killer Mike, Jeezy, Akon, Jermaine Dupree, and so many, many more. Storytime with Legendary Jerry is an ode to the South. Southern rap has had the game on lock for years, and now I'm telling you legendary stories of how we did it. Listen to Storytime with Legendary Jerry on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, it's Angela Yee, host of Angela Yee's Lip Service. If you listen to my podcast, you know I love making space for women to be themselves. That's why I'm excited to be part of Women Take the Mic, iHeartRadio's celebration of the women who make music, influence change, and create culture. All month long, your favorite voices from talk radio, music, and podcasting will highlight the remarkable achievements made by women and discuss the most significant issues facing us today. Head to iHeartRadio.com slash Women's Day for more. And listen to Women Take the Mic on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Y'all ready? Welcome, this is Michael Call This World. Started on Venice Beach, now he reaching the world. He'll make you laugh till your stomach hurts. Super fly, nice guy. And pray if you need the word. Probably dressed to the nuts. Come on, get ready for the star search winner. An OG three times, this ain't no beginner. Whether you in your house, you on your breaker, out to dinner, on your job, in your car, turn it up and just remember. Michael talks to everybody. Michael talks to everybody. Michael talks to everybody. You know what it is, shawty. Ha ha ha, it's right, it's your boy Michael Kaya, world famous, world renowned, and often talked about. Hey, what we doing today? We doing comedy. You know, I have a comedy friend that I'm a big, 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 big fan of, uh, for many reasons, uh, mainly because she is our own person. He is, he, how do you, how do I say he, she, how do you, she, she has manifested herself. She's, decided who she's going to be and she stands in it with authenticity and courage and she funny as fuck which always helps if you're a comedian her name is pink fox and 
and she's so good. I've been watching her work. She's expanding. She, now she got top agents. A uh, manager. Is it your manager still, Dave? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. She got a great manager. He also manages another great comedian. Starts with an O. Ozzy. Or, what's that guy's name? Um, Me, Patton Oswalt, Pete Holmes, Orlando Labor, Jackie Patton Fabulous. Oswald. I don't know none of them motherfuckers, but Patton Oswald. Yeah. Patton Oswald the shit. So, yeah. so, so both of you, so you, you know, you're in good hands. I've been knowing Dave too, but over 20 years, good guy, your manager, but you are a comedian and you tell me so much other shit. You say you sing. I never knew this. Yeah. Well, I started as a singer songwriter when I was a kid, you know, like I, um, I have a joke about it. Where I tell the story, but I had uh, songs on the radio when I was in high school. Yeah. So, so that was kind of the career that I was pursuing. And, um, yeah, man. I just kind of got bored with music, to be honest with you, because it it comes to a certain point where people are trying to tell you who to be and you can't be who you are. And you're a showbiz kid like I was. Like, I auditioned for my first movie at like five or six. It was uh, Oprah's Beloved. Wow. Did you, did you get it? No, I didn't get it. I just stood in a long ass line, open call line as a kid. And then um, when my mom- As a boy. As a as a little boy, yes, sure. As a boy, okay, all right, go ahead, go ahead. Because when did you? Because you you made it clear to me earlier that you're a comedian that is transgender. You're not a transgender comedian. What's the difference? When we look at different comedians and we look at uh, kind of like their topics and what they're talking about, mm-hmm. it's easy to get caught up in what's going on right now uh, politically and and how people feel about being trans. But I'm a person first. I'm a human mm-hmm. with accumulated experiences. Some of those relatable, some of those not relatable. But I am not just on stage talking about being trans the whole time. I'm talking about my experience as a person. Uh, nice. I had an older comedian that I love and respect come up to me and just say, like, you know, when I first met them, I was like, hey, 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 what's up? I'm a comedian. I'm transgender, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, well, why did you need to say that you're transgender? And I was like, because I'm not, you know, he's a black male comedian. I, honestly, mm-hmm. I know how black men are they freak out sometimes with this whole thing. And it's like, I'm not even attracted to dudes. So the fact that it's like, okay, looking at me, I guess, whatever, you don't know, whatever. But I I remember when it was controversy and, and rappers were getting canceled just from taking photos with trans people, transgender wow. trans, you know what wow. I'm saying? Like, oh, this is what you're into. And it's like, no, this is somebody who came to my concert and they asked for a photo and I'm an artist and I gave them a photo. You know what I'm saying type shit? So right, right. I, I, I don't want to ever have to deal with that um, kind of reaction from people, and it and it really does suck because you know me, you've been around me, I'm chilly shit. I'm I'm not trying to. You're cool as a fan. That's not my that's not my vibe. Um, but let me let me let me finish the story. So, audition for my first movie at like five or six. My mom got married when I was nine, and we moved to California, and I lived in Northern California until I was fourteen. But the whole time I was in acting school. I went mm. to act. In San Francisco, um, kids on camera. Uh, the director is Jude. <laughs> yeah, and um, I went to the same acting school as Andy from Toy Story. So yeah, so it's cool. So it's, you know, it's a couple people like Nickelodeon, Disney w- kids. Wait, wait, I'm sorry, Andy from Toy Story. Ain't Andy a cartoon? At the voice of Andy. Oh, okay, the voice yeah. of Andy. I'm about to say yeah, not the actual Andy from. I'm Toy about to say you went to school with the cartoons. All right, go ahead. Oh, no, but everybody was animated. That's for sure. Um, that's right. <laughs> it was acting and improvisation uh, classes as a kid. And, um, you know, I never knew that I was going to be a stand-up comedian. But I guess it pays off um, because, you know, I've done improv now 
twice for the Diversity and Comedy Festival um, mm-hmm. by Second City two mm-hmm. years in a row. I think uh, when I first got to L.A., so 2017, 2018, and that was cool. And that was Christina Anthony's team who went on to play um, the aunt on, I think, Mixed-ish. Okay. Yeah, she's really talented, super dope. But I met, like, super dynamic female comedians like Brandy Denise, who's hilarious, and uh, Fatima Talia, who's also hilarious. And and just, like, I mean, she put together this all-women team that was just, like, fire. And friendships that I still have. So it was really dope. But, yeah, I transitioned six and a half years ago. My anniversary is coming up. That's what we call it. Your anniversary? How, how many years? October 17th will be, I think, seven. I think it'll be seven years. But when, sure did you, when did you know, though? You know from a kid, man. You, are, you always know. You, you know, know from a kid. Something felt different. You always know. But I'm from the 90s, Unc. Like, imagine somebody coming up to you and saying, you know, I'm really a girl. And it's a little, so you seeing a little boy and you filming House Party. That's what year it was. You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, wow. Wow. You'd be like, what are you talking about? You don't, you know. So I think one of the things that's the most difficult for, for people like me is people believing you, which is crazy because I'm telling you how I feel and I'm telling you this is what's going on with me. And for somebody to look at me and be like, well, that's not how God made you. I don't, I don't, I might not believe in your God. I might not be the same religion. As you. you don't know what I believe in. So with, and how do they know that that's not how God made you? Because that is how God made you because that's how you are. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, but listen, I agree 100 percent. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, getting into these arguments with people is tiring. And I really don't have I, I really don't have the bandwidth. Mm-mm. So I'm glad that I can take it to the stage and I can touch on these subjects. But it's also things in there that are relatable to people that are not in my experience, that are just, you know, straight people that are living every day, dating the opposite sex. I mean, we are all seeing the same world with different perspectives. And that's what makes comedy so beautiful, Ankh. You know, it's that you've seen this. Me and you could look at the same piece of artwork, but you can see that piece of art and have a completely different opinion about it. And a different interpretation of it. That's right. Completely, Yeah. That's what we do. That's the art form that we do, you know? And I respect all the older comedians that came before me. I'm such a fan of, of going back and watching everybody that I could find on YouTube and old, like, DVDs. And, and I would say VHS, but I don't have a VCR, so. Wow. But just watching everybody, man. I was watching one of your clips from back in the day the other day. Well, you know, I'm, you know, I'm 114 years old. Now, listen, did you, who, do you have a, a hero female comedian? Absolutely. Like who? Oh my God. Where's who did, where's who, who would it first be? Of all, first of all, Lou Nell is probably my favorite female comedian right now. Period. What? She just did a special too. She just she, did a special. Yep, yep. It's fire. It's so fire. Everybody has to go watch that special. She's always so kind to me. Nice. You know, she's always so kind. Like, um, I did my first arena. Like what, what was that the year before last or 2022, I think. Right. And it was, she was there. It was because of Jeff Ross. It was Dave Chappelle's show. It was um, me, Lunell, Jeff, uh, Usher, Justin Bieber and Chappelle. And they had me open the show and I had no idea that I was opening the show. Like Jeff literally just came around the corner. I was in the back smoking a joint with Lunell. Wow. And and Jeff came around the corner like, Hey Pink, you want to open the show? And I was like, hell yeah, man, let's get it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So Lunell goes, I got to see this. And then the wow. whole green room cleared out and she came out to watch me do my first arena. 
wow. and I did my thing, man. And 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 from there, she's just been like, just right there, you know, sending me really nice messages and being super supportive. Marsha Warfield, mm. oh my God, I love her so much when I, I met love her. Marsha Warfields. She's so nice and warm and kind and hilarious. Oh my God, Kim Whitley, I've seen a bunch of times at the Comedy Union. Murder, she's You're so- You're listing all the greats, keep going. All right. Kim Coles. Now, I haven't seen Kim Coles work in a while. Is she still doing stand-up? Yeah, her and Kim, so her and Kim Whitley did a joint show at the Comedy Union before the pandemic. Okay, all right. And so I got to see, I got to see her go up and I, I didn't even, I knew she was a comedian, but I didn't know that she was like a stand-up. You know what I mean? Like I thought, you know, but, but funny, like funny. And it was just so dope being able to see that. Um, who else, like, who else do I look up to? Oh man, the list, the list goes on, man. I'm just, oh, some more. Jersey in the building. I'm from Camden. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so, some more being from the bricks, killing it. Every time she gets on stage, she is so dynamic. She's so beautiful. And she, she takes her femininity and it's just like her power. And she talks her shit and she is bad as a motherfucker. Every time she gets on stage, mm-hmm. I love her whole everything. I haven't met her yet, but I hope too soon. Oh, wow. You haven't met her? No, I haven't met someone, but I hope to soon. She's really funny, and she's, like, definitely somebody I look up to. What a nice lady. Really? She's really nice? Very nice, very classy, very sweet lady. Yeah, she'll love you. Who wouldn't love you, though? You're great. Oh, thank you. You're great. Point. You're the best, man. So so you, you, you realize who you are. You're doing your comedy. Does your transgender inform your comedy? My trans identity. Mm-hmm, your um, trans identity? Mm-hmm. Is is definitely like we said earlier about perception, right? So the thing that this comedian was saying to me, the older male comedian I was telling you about that I look up to, basically what he said was, "Okay, you're a comedian, you're transgender, but like, don't get caught up in being transgender," because I was around when the gay shit first popped, and mm-hmm. everybody was talking about being gay, and then it died out, and then comedians did were talking that was their only material, didn't have any material, and mm. I was like, I was like, okay. Like, I understood what he was trying to say to me, but I also wanted to explain to him, like, I've seen a lot of your comedy. You're famous, and you talk about being a Black man all the time, and you discuss Black culture all the time. This comedian, you know? And so where's the difference with you discussing being a Black man in America and me discussing being a transgender person of color in America? I I was kind of like, I get it, you know? I don't want to beat a dead horse or, like, talk about the shit so much that it's that it that it gets lame, but that's not I'm not a lame person. So that's not what I do. That wouldn't happen. You know what I'm saying, man? But it's mm-hmm. uh it's about perception, like I said. So my perception of the world as a transgender woman of color is how I approach my comedy. So like what topics are like I'm wondering when you say transgendered I talk about dating, I talk about my transition, I talk about my dad. My dad is a, a street guy from the 80s. You know, I used to visit my dad in federal prison when I was a kid. And, mm-hmm. and he's, my dad is a character. He's really funny. Puerto Rican, Italian. Um, my mom, mm. very, very dope. Um, she was a singer for a long time. I was raised Jehovah's Witness. I talk about being raised Jehovah's Witness. Wow. I talk about like, yeah. And, and that, those are the things that are relatable, you know, dating, being raised religious, having a crazy ass dad. It's many people out there that have had these same situations that are not transgender. Being from Jersey, being from Philly, being raised in the industry. You know what I'm saying? All of these things that I discuss 
people can relate to. I talk about being around celebrities since I was a kid, meeting the Wu-Tang Clan at like 17, 18 years old, be wow. sneaking backstage at the Roots Picnic in Philly, meeting John Legend, like knowing a bunch of musicians. I love watching your life. Go ahead. Yeah, it's just like, I, I, I really appreciate everything that I've been able to witness and be around, you know, because it all makes for such a great story later and it makes for a great experience in the moment. And I really do try to live the best life I can. And I try to, you know, I try to allow that to come through in my stand-up comedy. I just really want people to, you know, when you come to my shows, sit back, put your seatbelt on, get ready for the ride. We're going to have some ups and downs, but at the end of the show, you're going to feel like you know me just a little bit better. And whatever, whatever plagued you that day, whatever might've been on your mind, you're going to forget about it because you're going to have a good time. We're going to laugh. We're going to party. And that's what it's about. I'm not about demonizing people. That's right. I'm not mad at anybody that doesn't understand my situation. Mm-hmm. I do read the comments from time to time. Y'all are rude as shit. But <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Um, I love your attitude, though. Your attitude is why I'm such a big friend of yours. You're my friend. I mean, from the moment I met you, your attitude is so genuine and so warm. And and you ain't trying to hurt nobody. You want them live or let live kind of people. I want to know your transgender identity. Is that who you are or what you do or both? And we're going to talk about that as soon as we come back from this quick break. Hey, you listen to Michael talk to everybody. And today I'm talking to Pink Fox, one of Fly's coldest upcoming comedians in the game. See you in a minute. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. I don't understand what the big fat ones are. You don't put those inside of you, do you? I mean, you do? This is a show about women. Okay, so I just reapply my lip gloss after eating a delicious lunch. We are headed back now to European political systems class at Baruch College. Woo! Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly veiled aspirational nightmare. That's it. That's actually the name of the show. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. It's like reality TV on the radio. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. And looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. <laughs> Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hi, I'm John O'Brien, host of Money and Wealth on the Black Effect Podcast Network. I'm an entrepreneur and a businessman. Some would call a thought leader. Now, every Thursday, my newest venture is educating you on how to win financially. Even better, I'm going to teach it in a way that, well, you can understand. No unexplained theories, no mundane lessons, no using 20 words when two will do. I'm going to meet you where you are and take you where you need to be. I'm giving you straight talk, relatable stories, and life lessons through my own experiences and the lens of others. We're not just talking about why financial freedom is important. We're focusing on how you can achieve it too. We all might have different starting points and end goals, but as long as we have the desire to acquire financial freedom, it can be done from the streets to the suites. Listen to Money and Wealth with John Hope Bryant every Thursday on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, what's up? It's your boy, Jerry Clark, and I am the host of Storytime with Legendary Jerry Podcast. For the last 30 years, I have worked with some of your favorite artists, like Outkast, Killer Mike, Jeezy, Akon, Jermaine Dupri, and so many, many more. Storytime with Legendary Jerry is an ode to the South. Southern rap has had the game on lock for years, and now I'm telling you legendary stories of how we did it. Like Pastor Troy doing the ad-libs for one of Justin Timberlake's biggest hits. Whenever you listen to Cry Me a River, man, I'm all through them ad-libs on that song. It's that one line, cry me a river, ah. Y'all hear that? Wait, to it, man. And what if I told you Jazzy Faye and CeeLo have an unreleased album just sitting in the vault waiting? Now, you and CeeLo had a group for a minute, man. Yeah, we got a whole album in the can. We got a, we have a whole album. Now I have partnered with iHeart Podcast to bring you one of the hottest podcasts in the game, telling you some of the most unheard stories in the music industry. Listen to Storytime with Legendary Jerry on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're black. Hey, me and Pink Fox up in the house talking that talk I was asking before we left. Is it is transgenderism how you are or what you do or both? And I'll tell you the reason I'm asking you. I hang out with you sometimes. And sometimes you are with some of the flyest, damn, most gorgeous women I've ever seen. When you're transgender, I just saw you Monday. This little gorgeous girl you was with, I was like, oh, my God. You, and every time I see you, wait, I was with you once, and two little white girls walked out of the showroom. You start macking hard, and they were under your spell within, like, I'm talking two minutes. So I'm not quite sure. So uh, do you uh, do you have relationships with men or just relationships with women or both? Uncle Mike, with the, with the real hard-hitting questions, put me on front street. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I am attracted to women solely. I have mm-hmm. been my whole life mm-hmm. and my identity doesn't change that. And so for those who are confused, because I know that there are many mm-hmm. and also some that are going to just be like, you know, say some, the, the most simplified version of this, mm-hmm. I'm going to try to give it to you in a way that you understand. If you want to understand, if you don't want to understand, you'll remain in the unknown. You'll be ignorant to this situation and that's fine. But for those who do want to understand and take something away from this conversation, I'm attracted to women. I've been attracted to women my whole life. How I've presented has changed. Okay? So that's gender identity. My gender identity. Mm -hmm. She, her, hers. Those are my Mm -hmm. pronouns. I identify as a woman, a trans woman. 
not trying to take anything away from cis women, not trying to take anything away from born women, whatever you want to say. If you get offended by the cis word, I get it, whatever. I am not trying to take anything away from anybody. Does that mean just because I've transitioned and I'm on estrogen and hormones, all of a sudden I want to suck dick? No, that's not, (laughs) I'm not, I'm not attracted to dudes. Men have been great friends my whole life. I've always had great male friends that have stuck up, stuck up for me, that I've played sports alongside. I mean, I play basketball from time to time. I play softball. I love my male friends because they're, they're understanding, they're protective and they treat me just like Fox. They don't, they, they don't see anything other than the person, right? Even you, Uncle Mike. Right, so right. that's my, my, my gender identity. She, her, hers, female, right? My license is female. My sexuality is who I'm attracted to. Your sexuality is who you're attracted to. I said it again for the people in the back. So if you like men and you're a man, you're probably homosexual or you're bisexual, right? Or pansexual or one of these things. Hey, you fuck niggas. That's what you fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not judging. You know what I'm saying? All I'm right. at the same party in the back with a with a big fan and a cocktail, nigga. Live your life. There you go. That's just not for me. So when you see me with these women, uh, you know what time it is. Next question. Wow. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So how are you accepted by family and friends? Oh, wait. You know what? I want to answer that, but I want to go back and say one thing. Go ahead. Go ahead. I have amazing female friends that do not go into that place. The ability to separate the two is very easy. You understand? But for whatever reason, when I first transitioned, I really just didn't know if women would be attracted to me like this. I really didn't. It just so happens they are. Mm-hmm. And they're bad. <laughs> and it is what it is. And I think it's, um maybe it's my vibe that speaks for itself, but I'm respectful. And you know, I'm bilingual in that way. I, I speak, I speak their language. You know, I speak dudes' languages. I really just, I'm the intermediary. I like to say on stage, I'm mm-hmm. the, I'm the, I'm the, the middle ground. You know what I'm saying? I'm the divine feminine meets the divine masculine. I give a fuck about you. I give a fuck about your day. You know what I mean? You want to come home and tell me about that bitch from Crystal from the job? I'm locked and loaded. Let's go find this bitch, babe. I want to know. You know what I mean? I, I I care. But at the same time, the divine masculine, I'm protective in my relationships. I want to make sure that my lady is taken care of, you know? And really, at the end of the day, I'm just pretty. And that's just what it is. You know, you I, like, I like being pretty. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as I, like I say, man, my pronouns are she, her, hers, unless we fucking, then it's daddy. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I wear my bill. <laughs> Okay, okay. I love it. Now, what question did I ask you? Because I forget. (laughs) Oh, yeah. He was asking me about how family took it. (laughs) Hey, Uncle Mike, you said you wanted to have me on the show. I'm going to be me, man. Yes. So how does family embrace you? They accept you or? Family's beautiful, man. I have two loving parents that are really, you know, my dad's like a super, super hyper-masculine guy. You know, street guy, a lot of respect from the things that he did back in his day. Mm-hmm. You know, my dad's the type of guy in uh, Philly where, like, young dudes will go, if they get locked up, they'll tell people that their dad, that my dad is their dad. And it it, it provides a certain level of safety. Mm. And so... What does he do for a living? What does he... What can you uh, say? Okay, keep moving. Let's keep going. Yeah, all right. All right, what, all right. what else? <laughs> in the streets. Um, But... You know, I he's retired, by the way. He's just, you know, now my dad just drinks and bowls and, and old man shit. But he, he lived um, in L.A. too. 
You know, my dad's a Philly. But my dad travels. My dad, my dad's literally, my dad called me like a couple months ago and was like, I'm in San Diego. I was like, what? <laughs> Crazy, but where's God. home originally? What's home originally? For him or me? You. Where you from? Oh, I mean, I'm from Jersey. I claim oh, okay. You claim Jersey. Yeah, I'm from South Jersey. I'm from Camden. Um, but, you know, I've lived all over South Jersey. My dad's from Southwest Philly. I was raised in Southwest Philly as well because, you know, going to stay with my uncles and my cousins and my grandmother and just kind of splitting all that time up. So, like, I'm from, you know, the tri-state area. How did you get into the gold circle so quickly? I mean, because you ain't been around here doing this all that long. I don't care what the fuck you say. I've been around here a long time. And you, only, <laughs> you ain't been here but a minute, but you already work with all the top people. I mean, all the masters work with you. You have the top eight manager. You you work with Dave Chappelle, all these people. And you hit arenas and stuff. I ain't never did an arena, child. Well, okay, a couple. But we don't count those. They were so <laughs> tiny. And it was so long ago. But how did you get to the gold circle? Did you, is it about meeting the right people, being in the right place? Did you have a hookup? What? You know, Uncle Mike, uh Right place, right time, honestly. Pro you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know, man. I just grinded. From the time I touched down, I grinded. I worked mm -hmm. really hard. I didn't know that I wanted to be a comedian. Um, it just kind of happened, you know? I was living in San Diego, and uh, I was on my way to a job interview, and I was passing an open mic at uh, American Comedy Club, and I skipped the job interview and went into the open mic. And little did I know... Uh, I skipped a job interview for a career interview. You know what I'm saying? Come on, somebody. Come on. I just, I went in there, man, and it just came natural. And I did a couple of open mics before that, but I think that's really what, that was like my therapy. And so when I came to LA, you know, I came to, I came out here for better health care for trans people, like just because it's, you know, it's, it's better on the West Coast. Right. And, uh, you know, I got to LA and I, I went to the comedy store for the first time and I was embraced as a young comedian. Mm -hmm. And I did the mic circuit and I just been grinding since I've been out here. I mean, like you said earlier, man, I'm just a chill, laid back person, dude. Like I, I don't come into a situation like, oh my God, it's Michael Collier. I'm like, what's up, Uncle Mike? Like, you know, I'm just, I'm chilling. And I think it comes from being around celebrity types my whole life. So I'm just comfortable. And so that enables me to be in, in certain spaces. And, you know, I have my respects. I give my respects. I don't, I try not to over talk. So what's, what is, what do you want? What do you want? In this career, I want to be the greatest. The greatest comedian of all time. Greatest comedian, male, female, both, don't matter. I want to be one of the greats. I want to be one of those comedians that could take my family and fly all over the world and do a show anywhere. I want to be able to put mm -hmm. people I looked up to on my show, people that are looking up to me on my shows. Mm -hmm. Literally everything that I've witnessed people like Chappelle doing, I want to do that and it and and it inspires me because I know how I came into this and and how I really just didn't know what was going to happen. I really just jumped in to stand up and on it was faith. A lot of, you did it on faith though. I walked out on faith, but it was a lot of people talking shit about trans people like when I first, you know, and still, but like and still. Yeah. But the jokes are like mad disrespectful and 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 you know, I don't get offended. It's just like these jokes don't even have any merit in reality. They just be like, if you want to chop your dick off, and it's like, bruh, that's not even what happens in surgery. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> Somebody that actually knows what the fuck they're talking about needs to come along and write some good material. And I had just so happened to be that person. So that's right. Yeah. I'm glad I could lend my my expertise to the craft like that and and continue to hone it and get better, man. Wow. You inspire me. 
I got to tell you that. And, and you've been inspiring me for a while because the way you walk your walk, you stand firmly in your integrity. You, you are who you are. You don't bite your tongue and apologize to nobody. You are Pink Fox and you show up as your full self. And I love that, you know, and that's how we all supposed to be. We supposed to walk around like we love who we are and we're doing what we're doing because we love it. And if we're doing that, the universe can't do nothing but keep on paying you and keep on putting you in positions where you can get more and more things. You are going to be the top comedian in the world one day. I'm, I'm going to be there on the show with you. We can co-host. And, um, can't wait. But I already see you as it. Uh, you, I just, every time I see you, you make my heart smile. You're always positive. You come to my little Christmas party. I had but eight people at my Christmas party and you came, you know? That meant it. the world to me, man. It was the best too. You know, I think that I'm one of those people, I I create family everywhere I go. Yes. And, and, you know, maybe it comes from being an only child. I don't know, but I have a lot of cousins, but I I really do love creating family and I love me and the people that I look up to and and being able to build real lasting relationships, you know. I tell other comedians, if it works out, we're going to know each other for the next 30, 40 years. Mm -hmm. Because that's what I see from you guys, mm -hmm. the older comedians, you know what I mean? The seasoned comedians, y'all have known each other for 20, 30, 40 years. And it's like the rapport that you have and when, you, when you're able to speak about people, like even how you speak about my manager, you're like, yeah, I've known Dave for 20 years. He's a great guy. I want to be able to say that about somebody. I want somebody to be able to say that about me. Mm -hmm. uh, you know what I'm saying? Not calling me a great guy, uh, you dirty motherfucker. Not no more, <laughs> you dirty motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I, just, uh, I just want people to be like, hey, you know what? Fox is dope. Fox is funny as hell. Fox is a good person. I don't want no problems with nobody. You know, and I just want to, I, I want to continue to elevate my craft and get better, man. Because I'm not, I'm nowhere near where I want to be. I want to continue to elevate. Yeah, you're just scratching the surface, but you're going to take it all the way. I really appreciate you. You know, your parents must be really proud of you, too, because they, they didn't have to work as much as with other kids. With you, they got a son and a daughter and ain't going to go no further. And that worked out pretty good. Um, <laughs> no. Yeah, actually, it's it's really like that. You know, my dad, my dad kind of, you know, he's he's got his reservations and shit about my situation. But like at the end of the day, he's like my he's still my dad. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that if you have kids, you understand. It's not like if your kid comes to you one day and they say, like, hey, I'm different, you're gonna be like, fuck you, get out. <laughs> you know, everybody doesn't have to go through that shit. Fuck you, get out. <laughs> yeah, no, because like, listen, that's a lot of that's unfortunately a lot of LGBTQ youth experiences. That's yeah. their reality. That's their reality. And I'm just mm -hmm. I'm fortunate that I didn't have to go through that. But I did have to go through a lot of reassuring and just kind of, ex you know, I, I, I spoon fed a lot of this shit to my family so that they can understand it. And I thought to myself, you know what, if I could do it with these people, I could do it with anybody. There it is. So, yeah. So I, I figured, you know, might as well lend my lend lend a hand to the cause. Fuck it. Well, I love and respect you. You know, anytime I'm in a room and I see you walk in, my face just lights up with joy. You know, and you're always so great and so positive and wonderful. I'm mad as fuck you can't be at my wedding, but I'm, I'm so happy funny. you're going to get some money, you know. Hey, you know what, man? Uh, your wedding falls on the date. What's, what, what's your wedding date? November again? 4th. Okay, November 4th. I'm flying to New York because I am headlining Chelsea Music Hall the 5th of November. Mm -hmm. And it's 
Pink Fox and Friends, and my lineup is spectacular. And the tickets are on sale now. New York Comedy Festival. I love it. It is my first time as a comedian in New York. I've never done the stand. I've You've never, never performed it. anywhere in New York? Never performed in New York at all. So to be going to New York as a headliner with my own show is is super special to me. And I'm just, I'm so happy that the friends that I have coming out to do the show with me are coming. It, it really means a lot. So, you know, tickets on sale now on my Instagram and on the website, New York Comedy Festival. I'm comedian Pink Fox on IG. Super easy to find. Two X's. Pink Fox like Red Fox. Yes. That's definitely where I get my name from. Yes. You know, because he's the originator. He's the grandfather, the godfather. He is, you know what I mean? He's and, ticket, and, man. He know it. All of us yeah. from the beginning. Well, I love you and I thank you and for being so professional all the time. And I used to have to ask people, tell folks how they can find you. But you know how to wrap this thing up and everything. You're so joyful. I love you, my friend. And I'm so grateful that you dropped by to, to talk over here with Michael, talk to everybody. Now we talk to you. You know, it's funny. My very first guest is transgendered. My very first guest was T.S. Madison. I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that on the site. Yeah, that's dope. And she was so sweet, so wonderful to me. And and then I asked her about the TS. I didn't know. Putting in front of your name lets people know. It makes people aware. But when she ended, she said, you know, I love this show. Cause Michael talked to everybody. And we do. I just my last conversation was just a homeless dude. I just had 30 minutes. That's want to know what it's like to go through that shit because we don't know. We walk past and look at you and hand you a dollar think we know some shit. We don't shit. You are fabulous, awesome, beautiful, wonderful. I love you, my friend, and thank you again for coming. Talk to you I soon. I love you too, Mike. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Hey, y'all, that's Pink Fox. Y'all just heard Pink Fox right here on Michael Talk to Everybody. You know, we do, we do three new shows every week. And if you miss me here, catch me on YouTube where I do my morning show five days a week. Michael Kaya's morning show. Hey, man, be good to yourself and be good to somebody else besides you. Remember, God is great and you ain't too bad yourself. Keep love first. You're going to be all right as soon as the swelling go down. I'll talk to you on the next one. I had a good time today. I hope y'all did too, man. Thank y'all for checking us out here at Michael Talks to Everybody. Hey, you can follow me, man. I'm easy to follow. I'm on Instagram, just under at Michael Kaya. I'm on TikTok. That's Michael Kaya 135. I have a very sexy webpage called TheRealMichaelKaya.com. You know, you go over there, you can find out about my merchandise and what I'm doing and where all my shows are. Everything is right there. Or if you really love me, you can go to my cash app. That's dollar sign, Michael Kaya's money. I'm playing with y'all, but I accept green stamp, food stamp, Canadian money. I'll take your bus transfer if you got some time left on it. And my morning show, oh my goodness, the Michael Kaya morning show. That's 7 a.m. Pacific time, yo, five days a week. This has been a Raylock Group production. I'll see y'all later. <laughs> Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. 
Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. You don't put those inside of you, do you? This is a show about women. I mean, you do? Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly veiled aspirational nightmare. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. <laughs> Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm John O'Brien, host of Money and Wealth on the Black Effect Podcast Network. I'm an entrepreneur and a businessman. Now, every Thursday, my newest venture is educating you on how to win financially. Even better, I'm going to teach it in a way that, well, you can understand. I'm going to meet you where you are and take you where you need to be. We all might have different starting points and end goals, but as long as we have the desire to acquire financial freedom, it can be done. Listen to Money and Wealth with John Hope Bryant every Thursday on the Black Effect Podcast Network iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.